0: Following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radio Land. Greetings, salutations, hello. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. This is episode number 387 part one of two parts yes we're doing it again because I'm a cheap bastard phoning it in <laughs> hey why not why why not why I, I don't know um it's summertime uh summertime typically is a little it, this is odd uh, what's well, it, it'll seem odd to you but I'll explain summertime is typically kind of a it's a slower time for podcasters and and radio people. And to a certain extent, even television. Well, it, well, there's a lot of factors at play here. <laughs> a lot of it is there ain't squat on. Uh, <laughs> no, Two, two, it's that uh, people are outside. They're doing stuff, except for around here where it's three million degrees outside. I think we are just now short of measuring our actual temper- temperature in Kelvin. It's hot and it's going to get even hotter. I saw that uh, this week, this coming week, it's a Sunday, by the way. When I've taped this, so those of you listening on Radio Memphis, or they're already you're already through Wednesday, so you know what I'm talking about. There's a heat dome that's uh, over the area, and it's gonna it's just gonna ramp up the stuff. And out west and southwest, places like Death Valley will live up to its name. It does it every year. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. But the difference is, is that it's getting hotter and hotter every year. This climate change thing is a, is a real deal. Uh, I I can tell you this. This is interesting. We had, uh, um, I guess a couple of weeks ago, it rained, uh, torrentially here and it didn't do it for like more than about 20 minutes. I mean, it was just an obscene amount of water that came from the sky here at the house here at studio A, And, uh, and all of a sudden I had a problem with my water heater. Just, you would think the two would not be related, but alas, they were, they were that I had a tech come out here and take a look at my water heater. And he said, um, uh, well, here's your problem. You see a water heater. I have a natural gas water heater, right? Okay, so so it's got a you know it's it's got a pilot light. It's got a flame at the very bottom of it, and there's a little thing that contains it all, and it's all safe and whatnot because it's modern science technology, whatever. And it has to vent, and it vents up a pipe that's usually at the top of the water heater. In the middle, it's a vent pipe, you know, that runs through the through the tank. And so any gases or anything like that goes out that vent up through the up through the ceiling up through the roof up to a pipe up on the roof that has a cap on it and uh, you know it's a it's a breathable cap obviously and vents out whatever gases that might happen or maybe or perhaps water vapor or steam or that kind of thing. All right, so there was water in the pan at the bottom of the uh, of the water heater and I thought, oh, oh, oh damn it! I just replaced this about ten years ago. These water heaters should last a lot longer than that. So the dude comes out, he looks at it, and he goes, no, <clears throat> that's not water heater water. That's outside water coming in. I said, how, how what what's what's going on? He goes, You remember that big rain? That, that really heavy rain. It found its way. It was so heavy. It, the water was so massive, if you will, in the in the atmosphere that it came into that pipe and went down into the bottom of the tray, the the, the collection area at the bottom, and snuffed out the pilot light. <clears throat> Ain't that some shit? So yeah, that's the, the whole the whole thing about climate. It sounds like it sounds crazy. Oh, it's getting hotter, and it's it climate change, global warming, blah blah blah. But see, it's affecting more than that. It's going to make your winters a little more intense, albeit a little warmer, and it's going to make your storms, your thunderstorms and whatnot, even more intense. So you got that look you got that going for you. So you know, it's not going to be just like oh, it's a little shower. It's going to be like a thunder boom, massive amounts of water, and it goes away. And it'll happen in places that. Don't need it as opposed to the ones that do. Like California, they ain't getting squat. Man, some rain like that would snuff out these fires. I mean, it's awful. I cannot imagine what you folks up in the Pacific Northwest are going through with these wildfires. I mean, what I saw one was growing at about a thousand acres an an hour. I think it was. Was it an hour? A thousand acres an hour? A thousand acres a day? Either way, that's still a lot. That's that's uh, that's some that's some substantial shit on fire. And uh, yeah. It's tough. Fire season used to be this time of year. Now it's year round. That's what we're dealing with. So, you know, there's, there's that. It's a little, I know it's a little doomy and gloomy, but you know, Hey, however you do, you do. Okay. Listen, uh, we got a big show. Uh, you're going to want to, you know, gear up for this. This is, this is fun. This is, this is a great time. Rod Bland was in our studio. Rod Bland is the son of Bobby blue bland musician. Rod is a musician himself plays the drums and he's been working with uh Bobby's uh, old band members only and it's got some new blood in it as well and he's got this fantastic story you're gonna hear a bunch of music you're gonna hear some stories this is part one of two with our conversation with Mr. Rod bland yeah it was cool it was fun there was a lot of a uh, lot a lot of jokes a lot of a lot of laughing. A lot of great music, some great stories. And Rod's just a great guy all the way around. uh, We were happy to have the opportunity to sit down and talk with him. If you missed it when it happened on the air, it's going to happen right now. We'll be back in about 60 seconds with Rod Bland right here from Radioland.
1: 800-958-2155. That's 800-958-2155.
0: You're hot. You're over here sweating and stuff, Natalie.
3: Well, you're like
0: I <laughs> so Jameson hitting me. Right, you take your shirt off. Make yourself comfortable. It'll be fine.
3: Take your shorts off.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, uh, really? <laughs> 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 No, 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 no. no. Heading, no. head on out. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, It's all good. Rod Bland and some of the members-only band are in here. Who's missing?
4: Quite a few. <laughs> <laughs> you have a, it's a big band. Quite a, quite a few members. um Uh, One of my vocalists, Jerome Chisholm, uh, our illustrious keyboard player and also vocalist, Chris Stevenson. Uh, Jackie Clark, our bassist. Harold Smith, our guitar player. And Kirk Smothers, our sax player. But, ah, Paul McKinney, our trumpet player. But I'm fortunate to have with me one of my co-vocalists, Ashton Riker. And last but not least, this uh, guy and I have been playing together music for years, including with my father, my conductor, if you will, Mark Franklin on trumpet. Yeah. Right on. Howdy. Yeah. Welcome welcome to the he studio, has
3: quite an impressive resume from what I understand.
0: Either that he was lying to us. It's endless.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. The mic is yours, buddy. Hey. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, there. No, over there. There's your mic. There's your mic. It won't I, bite. I hear you.
1: Yeah.
0: That,
4: that's, that's
0: good. I, I think you've been around a few of those.
1: Yeah, a few. Like not with not with my mouth, without a trumpet on it. Though. Well, the <laughs> <laughs>
4: that's one. That's there you go.
0: We'll be here all <laughs> night, kids. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Mark. You've uh, I understand you were you've been a part of uh, of uh, Scott Bomar's outfit for a while.
1: Yep. Yep. Been doing that. I don't even know how many years.
0: Yeah. He's a great cat.
1: Yeah. Yep. We've done a lot of great stuff together.
0: Yeah. Well, you, I know you were involved in some movie, uh, some movie magic that he's been a yeah, part of. Yeah, I
1: worked with him on uh, Dolomite, uh, is my name, with Eddie Murphy and uh, Black Snake Moan and uh, Hustle and Flow.
0: Yeah. And a couple other little things here and there. Yeah, that's that is that that in itself is impressive.
1: Very, very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, but we're kind of focusing on Don Bryant right now, so he's getting back rolling again. Oh, good. Things are opening back up, so.
0: Yeah, yeah I guess with uh, with the. "Quote unquote end of the pandemic, if you will, things are starting to get a little bit better."
1: Yeah, it it kind of went from zero to a hundred for me. Like I wasn't doing anything, and now all of a sudden, I'm, I was telling Rod when we got here, I've got like
0: two weeks every day, I've got
1: something going
0: on. So that's good. Yeah, it's, well, well, considering it went from a hundred to nothing really quick yeah, too, exactly. you know,
5: yeah. screeching
0: halt. It, it shut everything down. Um, we have this uh, new record uh, from you live uh, from Beale Street. We're gonna be playing some cuts off of it. Is It's not out yet, is it?
4: No, it's available for pre-order right now, but it will be released this Friday, July 16th uh, on NOLA Blue Records. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, it's definitely a labor of love, a passion project, something that Mark and I talked about Want to do even before my father became ill. Right. Um, so, to have... Musicians that have worked with my father, uh, alongside with me, to be able to be a part of this project is—it's—it's it's a really great. This, for this me. is a tribute to your dad, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's a live EP, um, and the whole concept for Rod Bland and the Members the Only Band started late October of 2016. And the short, condensed story is: I'm on tour with Reverend Sean Amos. In the Netherlands, <clears throat> and I was trying to get to sleep, couldn't really sleep, so I had my iPad watching Netflix. And I got a series of Facebook messages from Gina Hughes of the Galaxy Agency, mm-hmm. and she proposed that I participate in our showcase for the 2017 IBC. I was like,
5: uh,
4: mm, maybe. She's like, no, you should do it, and you can do a tribute to your dad. I was like, Oh, there's that. (laughs) (laughs) There is that. You know, um, because at the time, uh, I think it was not even a full three years since he had passed. Yeah, yeah. um, Anyone that knows me, knows my father, knows our bond together, knows that, you know, every day is different about how I feel about him since his passing. Having the good days, bad days, and days that I just really cared. To not be bothered.
0: Right, right. So
4: as much as I still listen to his catalog and, you know, have my moments of certain songs bring a smile to my face, certain songs bring a, a river flow of tears from my eyes, it's didn't know if I was ready to really tackle doing something like that. And at that time, Market started something with Joe Restivo the Love Light Orchestra, uh, and using John Namath as a as a great front, man. I was like, wow, it's a great name. And they invited me to play uh, a song with them one night when they were playing the Lafayette's and kind of got the itch, but you know, you scratch it, you're done. Yeah. But, but with with these frequent messages I was getting for like about five days straight, I finally decided when I got back from you know Europe to contact Mark and see how he felt about it. And my concept was we're going to try to involve as many players that were a part of the touring outfit, the touring family, if you will, as we can, You know, especially the ones that were still functioning and alive. Sure. Um, and, of course, I wanted to do it. So the very first one was IBC 2017, and it was Mark on trumpet, Rick Dolan on trumpet, and Art Edmiston on sax and again all of them had played with my dad uh, over the years Chris Stevenson who appeared on this Music Voyager episode with my father and I with Will Tucker and that's kind of how he got his membership into the Members Only band Harold Smith who's been with me on every gig he myself and Jackie Clark the current bassist we did a trio thing with my dad at the Gibson Lounge way Back in '04, and uh, for that particular IBC gig, I had to get Russell Jackson, who played bass for BB King in the late—no, excuse me, early '80s. Right. So it just—it all worked out, and I got Stacy Mitchard to come in from Nashville to be our vocalist. Did a six-song set, and it felt really good. You fast forward to them talking about a statue for my dad coming down uh, to be on display in May of that year. Yes. <clears throat> and we did another show, but this time we, uh, instead of a six song showcase, we put on about a two hour set, right?
1: Two hours plus. I think we meant for it to be two hours and it ended up way longer
4: than <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that. That May 2017 gig was really long and we had the late, I hate saying it, but the late Michael Ledbetter. Yeah. Along with Master Mike Welch. Sugar Ray Rayford. mm mm-hmm. Jan of the Magnus. Wow. I feel like I'm missing somebody. Did Namath sing with us on that one?
1: Didn't he do that he one?
4: He did. Namath did 17 and 18.
1: Yeah.
4: Right? Okay, so in 18, Namath, Sugar Ray Rayford, Mike Ledbetter, and Mike Welch. And I think we also had... Feel like we're missing somebody. We're missing a lot, I bet. Uh, but the bottom line, we did it one year. felt great. Came back in May of 18, did it again. And then the EP is focused on the show, the last show we did, uh, from 2019, which is special to me because that day my daughter graduated college uh-huh. with, with honors from UT oh, Knoxville. So yes. thank you. Um, I drove up, uh, left late Thursday night got there Friday morning to see her graduate and thanks to Will Tucker who was a uh, good brother good uso he uh, had access to a plane and came to Knoxville and picked me up to bring me back
0: oh that's cool <laughs> saved a lot of time there
4: didn't uh, a yeah. little bit yeah uh, brought me back home uh, I was able to make sound check load in rehearsal and uh, we I think put on a hell of a show that night and um, we got six strong songs from the record and uh, I'm really proud of the fact that for two years, I was blessed to have Ashton Riker be a featured vocalist. Um, Jerome Chisholm uh, was a featured vocalist uh, on that show as well as Chris Stevenson. And I can't thank those three names enough in where, in where on Beale Street did you, did you? Thank you, Ashton. In person. Thank you. On the radio. Thank, thank you. You. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been recorded so we can
0: play that a thousand times if you want. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. I Yeah. You look can look make a ringtone ring out of it. Tone, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> where, where on Beale did, did you make the record? We did this at the BB King Blues Club. Yeah. Um, so it was the the home for all the members only band shows that we've done, uh, IBC, and then the three BMA uh, runs, and. Uh, If it weren't for Gina Hughes and the Galaxy Agency, I don't think we'd be here right now having this conversation, Uh, but also... Thank you, Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, G. Uh, But also, you know, in that same breath, I have to say thank you to Sally Bingston with Nola Blue, who I met by chance on tour with Reverend Sean Amos. We were in Alabama, and she came to the gig with Benny Turner, and I was elsewhere... At the venue, and they said, "Hey, uh Benny Turner's here." And, and in my head, I'm like, "Benny Turner, Benny Turner," and like my brain said, "Stupid, Benny Turner, Freddie King's brother." And so, you know, I, 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 I thank my brain profusely for uh, putting me in, and I was like,
0: "It's just like neon lights." Like, you know, it's like. Hey man,
4: how you doing? Hey, how you doing there? Uh, <laughs> and he goes, Hey baby, uh, nice to meet you. And you know, I met Sally and you know, he was, that's kind of how like, uh, our friendship started. Yeah. And then it turned into a business relationship because Benny came to Memphis with Cash McCall Yep. and they mm-hmm. wanted, uh, me to play a track on their, on, on the record going home. Uh, I think it's called the Dirty Dozens and, um,
0: Oh, that's you on that because I have the
4: album here. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I came in and, and Benny said, "I like your shuffle. I want you to shuffle. I want you to cut it. I want you." I was like, "Huh? Huh? What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because normally when I cut a shuffle or any other drummer I've ever you know studied, you know, we cut shuffles. know, yeah, we do like a little bit of a you know little thing to it. No, I just didn't. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Is that it a is. technical term amongst drummers? It, if it's, it if it's not, it is it, now. It is yeah. now.
5: <laughs> so, uh, <somehow. laughs> hey, then hit me with that shh. Yeah.
4: Uh, like, you can be playing right now, and Ash will probably turn around to me Thursday and go, Give me one. Shh. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to happen. <laughs>
0: it is now. Yeah, yeah. That's so, a like, long summer ahead, mean, man. You can, can get see it go. now. I'll do Sano
4: solo. in Pride right. joy. Right. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so. That's the thing we, in
3: a Beatles song.
4: Not to be confused dun, 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 with salt dun, dun, and pepper.
3: There you go. Yeah.
4: <laughs> okay, so, like, she's referred to the hats on come together. Uh, yeah. But in this uh, uh, connotation, it's the hats and the snare drum. Or it would be like. Yeah, I I know what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Yes, I do see your drums, but it's not—they're hey, not assembled. I, <laughs> didn't, I, didn't, yeah,
0: it's like I didn't bother with. It. We had you guys had a chance at the at the, at the round table. There were what 14 drummers in here, and not one of y'all picked up a stick.
3: And nobody did. <laughs> I know. We had it
0: miked and ready to go too, man. Yeah. It was big.
4: Yeah. So Howard's sitting right here where I'm sitting right. This is why I want to see you because <laughs> I'm sitting like next to Howard and where you are is Hubert Crawford and mm-hmm. Dangerous Doug McMahon you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and Steve Potts is gonna hang out right here Danny Banks is where you are mm-hmm. so yeah they're surrounded by nothing but drummers you know and not
3: not one single one in, in, single in, in, one. Reduced, in blues nary.
4: terminology not nary one of us <laughs> not nary, <laughs> one nary one of you guys, <laughs> guys was gonna pick up a stick and be like so you know when you like uh, yo know, when you sit down behind the kit, but boom boom ba no. We no. Cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and here, even Willie
0: Hall fellowship. was in here that night, and he, he'll he play at the drop minutes. of a
4: hat. For all of three minutes. All and th- he said, it's too hot in here for me. Yeah, and th- he said, for me, yeah it was hot. Now yeah, we got and he's yeah.
3: got some asthma issues, too. So it, it was really, really hot it? in here that there night. There
4: he is. There he is. He's here now.
3: Oh, look. He heard his name. Feels, there he is. It feels
0: is. much better, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Yeah. So yeah. He and I spoke about that. Right? Yeah, there was a lot of sweaty humanity in here, I tell you that. Ooh. The
4: show must
0: go on, and you carry it That's That's right. Stop it, Ashton.
4: <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, back to the <laughs> Benny Turner story.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Since> we so <laughs> rudely the, the, derailed you. This. The Benny and the
4: Sally <laughs> Meanwhile, story. Meanwhile, back at so the ranch. I, uh... <laughs> the track with him, and we stayed in touch, and it was right before the, you know, we knew a pandemic was on deck, I had a conversation with her through email about wanting to release tracks from that show, and uh, I didn't just stooge out all the information, I was kind of, as they say in wrestling, I was kind of keeping things kayfabe, I was like, hey, uh-huh. if someone wanted to release Let's say a record. Asking for a friend.
5: Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There
0: say go. somebody <laughs> wants
4: to release
0: something. You know, uh,
5: it just. Mm, but, uh, let's,
6: let's say their name rhymed mean?
0: with Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go that far. In, right? In fact, let's <laughs> we'll just call him Todd. Just you know, Todd wants to release it. With two D's. Todd. <laughs> no,
4: Todd would be with one D this time.
0: Todd.
5: <laughs> Todd
0: Friend.
4: So she she said, so what do you got going, and I. So, well, you, she, and I told her and she said well, can, you want to do this, you want to do that and then I guess she had been around the block a few times that she was smart enough to go so really, uh, here's some uh, information that you could use but I gotta ask you, is this something that you are gonna release uh-huh. and if so, what is it? And so when I,
5: gotcha.
4: when, I, when I came clean she goes oh, well not that I'm trying to sway you but I think NOLA Blue would be the perfect home for this. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, ew, no no, no shit. Okay, all right. Uh, so we talked, and I told her what I've been doing so far, and she said, well, I'd like to work with you if you'd like to work with me. And I'm like, I remember having a consultation with you and my engineer, Wes Edmonds. Who uh, recorded and mixed it live? Thank you, Wes. And uh, here we are. And here we are. Here we are.
3: So you're having a CD release party? I understand. Yes. A week from
4: today. Yes, next Sunday. At
3: BBS. On Beal. What time is? What time? Seven p.m. Darn it.
4: You want the light off? Is that, is that your curfew? Yeah.
3: I might be sick next
4: week.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it coming. Yeah,
0: man. wait, wait, wait. She telegraphs me, me on that. She, yeah, she can feel it. Uh, are you guys gonna play live then next Sunday, and then yes, and then uh, play gonna, some play gonna, some of the cuts, and
4: we're gonna premiere uh, some of the tracks. You know, probably with the PA, and we're going to play the songs as well live, as well as some other signature Bobby Blue Bland songs and as most of the media darlings have let me know I I went deep (laughs) we got got deep cuts as well as a few there's a ton of them (laughs) as well as a few signature uh, hits if you will so you
0: know what they used to refer to as a turntable hit do elaborate Uh turntable hit would be a hit amongst the station itself ah you know speaking of which I've got some of these uh, we've got the whole record we could just play the whole goddamn thing right now well
4: I mean we could or uh, we
0: could just tease it out a little bit can we do that
4: uh, uh, as long as we start with uh, the, the the currently single Sit on the Poor Man's Throne featuring Chris Stevenson
0: And the crowd goes wild. Rod Bland and the members-only band there from uh, the new record, uh, live from Beale Street,
4: sitting on a poor man's throne. What were you saying about uh, Chris singing that song? Uh, it's just eerie, certain spots that he was hitting in the song where it reminded me of my dad. Yeah. You know? Um, His resonance. Yeah. Like So, like, here's the thing. This whole project is not about trying to find a signature voice or anyone that can replicate, duplicate my dad's voice, because it's, A, it's not fair to... Uh, to whoever's singing it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Thanks. to the legacy of my dad. Like, you know, you don't put all that pressure on someone's neck and shoulders. You know, Hey, sing this just like him. Well, your dad had
0: a very unique voice anyway.
4: True. Yeah, and like, you know, for the moniker, the world's greatest blues singer, <sighs> he was more than just quote-unquote a blues singer, you know. If you listen to a lot of that uh, ABC Dunhill uh-huh. era, which uh, "Sit on a Poor Man's Throne" comes from the Reflections in Blue album, for lack of a better word, that's not traditionally blues, right? That, if anything, that's like I don't know soul and R and B. Yeah, yeah. You know, and of course in the seventies um, had a lot of. A, of a pop feel to uh, it. huh You know, because in the 70s, things were migrating towards, I hate to say a disco, but like, you know, the stuff that he recorded, it was not disco. No, it, it still, wasn't, no. It was still soulful R&B, but, you know, with a guy that cut his teeth being a blues singer. Right. So, you know, certain things you just can't shake no matter how hard you try, no matter what you do. So, yeah, you know, Bobby Bland... And blues go to ha- go together like a hand in a glove. Absolutely, absolutely. The,
0: we were talking a little bit, or at least you guys were, about uh, the uh, "Take Me to the River" film and mm, your dad's mm. uh, influence on that film. Yeah, and to to watch him and those young kids and they just just to watch the light bulbs go off in their heads when when he was teaching them mm-hmm. was impressive.
4: Yeah, he he was always, um, and Mark can attest to this since we were on the road together a lot with him. Uh, there were many a teachable moment spent with him
0: yeah
4: like the the tiniest little intricacy of life yeah you know he had something for you you know that's powerful all he, stuff all you had to do was listen as he was saying would
0: it be fair to say that your entire uh, music career is influenced entirely 100% by your dad if not 100% a
4: good 99.5 yeah you know uh, growing up that's music I knew of was Bobby Bland, B.B. King, Albert King, Lil' C.Z. Hill. It wasn't until I was in junior high when I discovered that, you know, there was music life outside of... Of that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> of that group, yeah. Right. So, like, growing up in, uh, in Germantown, I was exposed to a lot of rock and roll. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, you look at my phone right now. Go through what's been played. You know, you're you're going to see Bobby Bland. Uh-huh. You're going to see B.B. King, and then you're going to see Soundgarden. You're going to see Pearl Jam. You're going to see Sting. <laughs> you're going to see Dave Matthews. You're going to see some Prince. Why right Because yeah. I'm still, you know, into certain things. Like you know, every now and again, a little new addition. I'll be sure. Yeah. Uh, Bel Biv DeVoe. Well, a lot of
0: a lot of those acts did they they took liberally from blues artists. Yeah. Like your dad.
4: Yeah. You know and one thing, like my dad, uh, he passed away. Um, just knowing a small fraction of the people who he impacted, um, it blew his mind that Jay Z did Ain't No Love and Heart of the City as a backing track and you know, remixed it, and of course. Change the title to where it read Heart of the City, and then in quotation marks, uh, excuse me, parentheses, Ain't No Love. And so the first time he heard, he's like, Whoa. And, uh, you know, he knew about the love that Greg Allman had for him. He knew about the love that, you know, Jerry Garcia and the dead had for him. But uh, when (laughs) I took my then uh, girlfriend, my daughter's mother, I took her to see Pearl Jam, and so he had he had grandpa duties with my mom. So my daughter is staying with them, and the next day we come back to the house and you know get the kid hanging out. Hey, how's the show? It's great, man. Uh, they send their love. Who sends their love? Mike McCready and Matt Cameron with Pearl Jam. He's like, what do they know about me? And you know it's like a lot. I remember walking down uh, the cobblestones outside the pyramid with Mike McCready, and he's like, "Man, I got a lot of your dad's records, and you know, he's great, love him." And recently, through Instagram, I saw, um, yeah, people like to screenshot what they're listening to on their phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Cameron, who, if you know me, yeah, I, I think the world of him, as well as Dave Abraziz, Jack Irons but I think the world was drumming and he screenshot him listening to a deep, deep cut from my dad and from Malico, it's a song called Angel. And when I saw that, I was like, Wow. It was like, you know, and like his little thing on his post was supposed to like, Memorial Day jams. And in my head, I'm like, what you know about the Malico stuff, bro?
1: That's yeah, know, the first. Really? Yeah,
4: when I was a kid.
1: You know, Malico would sell their records on TV via mail order. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. on Home Blues Collection. So you yep. could get you know, ZZ Hill and Bobby Bland and uh, uh,
4: Johnny, Johnny Taylor. Taylor.
1: Yep. You know, Little Milton. I knew members only and stuff like Angel before I knew any. Like, in fact, when I, the first gig that I played with your dad, I only knew about the Malico stuff. I was like 22. That was in 96, right? 97, maybe. I only knew the Malico stuff. And I was like, Okay, well, I guess I'm going to play a Bobby Bland. And then we go on stage, and I was just like, oh, sh- <sighs> excuse me. Excuse my language,
0: but. Yeah. No, you say whatever the fuck you want over here. Okay. I
1: like that. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the spirit. There you go. You know, and this is before Spotify. So I had to, like, go to the record store and, like, start buying records, you know. Mm-hmm. And I bought a bunch. <laughs> but I I mean I literally I knew members only before I knew Turn On Your Love Light or Stormy Monday or you know any of the stuff he's written. Really and we like. did you did
4: you ever play Love Light with us a couple times it's one of those tunes that like it was it's a rarity you know he's got he was either in a good mood and feeling it or it was the second show yeah if cause like you know it's on GP Love Light was one of the last songs he would uh, he would call out he'd matter of fact he'd call out Angel before he would love light, more people asked for Angel than they did Love Light. I think. Yes, yeah, wow. most people were trying to get lucky when they got home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you got
0: to you got to you got to
4: lay out the penny dropper every once in a while, man. You know. Uh, rumor has it that's the ultimate one. Angel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the first words are "Pardon me, lady. I don't mean to stare, but you're the prettiest woman that I've ever seen anywhere. Where are your wings? Did you leave them up above?" And with an angel, I've fallen in love. And then, like, that bass line, And here yeah.
0: come the girls.
4: <laughs> if they weren't coming... <laughs> <Hey! laughs> uh-huh. If they weren't on their way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Hey, Ashton, you got anything you want to say? <laughs> yeah, so I actually
6: uh, had one of those oh-shit moments, too. Mine was a little different than yours. Uh, I was on stage at Lafayette's, and you were in the crowd. And it was, I'd met you before, and it was the first time you asked me to kind of be a part of this. We had done Ain't No Love in the Heart of the City that night. And uh, you walked up to me after the show, and we were, we were talking, and we exchanged numbers. And then, I don't remember if you texted, I think you called me. And, uh, yeah, you called me, we got on the phone, we started talking, You're like, yeah, look, man, um... Would you be down to like sing some of my dad's stuff like with some guys from his band? And that was my oh shit moment, because (laughs) to you, it was just like, I'm going to make this call real quick, see what's up. But for me, it was Bobby Blue Bland's son is calling me to ask if I can sing some of his dad's songs who just, again, happens to be Bobby Blue Bland with a bunch of the guys that played for him. No fucking pressure, right?
5: None. <laughs> None, None whatsoever. whatsoever. So, <laughs> on, so on
6: the phone, I was like all calm cool and collected like, "Oh man, it'd be such an honor," of course, which I mean I totally meant that. What you did not see was the sweat coming off of my head and me just going, well, "Oh shit, I, I now what? Fuck, <laughs> I cannot fuck this up." Like, that, that's that's like you don't <laughs> you don't mess up that kind of thing. That was like when I was at right. at, uh, at Royal doing the the take me to the river shows and we had rehearsal and I'm sitting there working on Let's Stay Together and then in walk uh Charles and Leroy Hodges.
3: Oh wow. And that that, that just
6: adds a different level of pressure because those are the cats that did that. So you gotta be on your A game. Right. And you know, I was lucky enough that I knew um, you know, a couple of the guys in the band. Uh and then when I got to be around them and um, you know, play the show, everybody was super nice and welcoming to me. So uh, thanks for that by the way <laughs> and thanks for the call but yeah it was a big oh shit moment like I told my mom about it and she was like really? him? and his dad saw- oh good for you baby don't fuck it up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, what she's
0: gonna say don't mess this up boy you I- must have
3: a pretty cool mom my
6: mom is the
4: coolest she is she's she is been so at all our gigs so too yeah, since i I've been playing with yeah, you she comes to every show yeah, awesome.
0: Nice. Well, she's just making sure you're not getting corrupted. Nah, man. Nah, but his she, wife's there for that. Yeah, my wife's there for that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Whitney, I'm sure you're listening
6: now. <laughs> <laughs> that's my husband. Yeah.
3: Hey, girl. I'm watching him too, honey. <laughs> no, no, that's not like that. <laughs> no, there ain't nothing going on down here.
4: <laughs>
6: Except unfortunately, uh, hey, like, man. Hey, man. <laughs> we we hey, nah, nah, hey.
4: They <laughs> stand down, kids stand down. All right,
0: all right. <laughs> Um so what are what's what's your plans in the summer then with the with this album coming out? Are you going to you going to get it out on the road and
4: That's always Or a is it up in the air right now? Long term goal and currently it is up in the air because I'm not sure how on top of current events you are on, but there's this thing called a pandemic that's taken I I know on. that. What's but that? It,
0: but it's kind of opened up a bit.
4: I, you know, like yeah, but we'll see. Uh stop don't don't do that they can't see what you just did but I did and you are
0: oh yeah they're just, watching there's a camera I went right like up there this oh, right. So yeah, you I see did, that right did. there oh.
4: yeah yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, but it's going to be a long, you can't catch long. On the I'm here and concert. I missed it. So oh, that's good. You, you don't need to see it. Oh, no, I,
0: <laughs> I understand the pandemic and all, but yeah, there's a, there's festivals that are that are coming back. Yeah, and, there and most shows. Of the
4: festivals, unfortunately for us, have already solidified their lineup. Sure. Which just means that we get a chance to overhaul some things and really hit the ground running pretty hard in 2022. I mean, Mark's got a busy schedule. Ashton's got a busy schedule. I'm working on my schedule. And uh, the goal honestly is with this project is to be a small fraction of a stepping stone to, and I've never shared this publicly, so I'm gonna do it now. Oh, just put that anywhere. It's live broadcasting and everything.
0: <laughs> the
4: goal of this Amen. is, and a Amen. son's heart of hearts is to continue my father's legacy and to keep his brand, his music alive uh, and relative. You know, and we that. are in a blues genre. So, you know, unfortunately. Blues is not going to be relative in a pop sense of the word, but I want his name to continuously be spoken in high regard with my other father, my bonus dad, B.B. King, as well as Albert King and, you know, Buddy Guy. And if this live EP should happen to get a Grammy nod, maybe a earned Grammy, you know, Yes, we will all accept it, but it's not for us. It's for my father because uh, throughout his works, he never got a Grammy. Lifetime Achievement Award winner from the Grammys, yes, but he never. That's surprising. He and never shocking. got a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're, we're, it's a passion project for me and, and as I would like to thank for everyone else that's involved because. In some way, shape, form, or fashion, uh, like you said, my father has influenced a vast majority of people uh, and certainly not limited to the two gentlemen to my left.
0: When you, when, when you encounter uh, a son of a famous musician, you wonder what kind of pressure is on them. And here you are doing this. Do you find yourself under an inordinate amount of pressure because of what your dad had done? Or is it just... You don't want to ever be conceived or thought of as
4: the guy who's playing the old man's music, you know? But in all reality, that's exactly what it is. That's right. the son playing the old man's music, but... But you're doing it differently, I mean... Yeah, because I'm not trying to be like most uh, entertainers, kids, like oh, his dad sang, so he's going to step up to the mic and sing too. No. No, no. no. This is vastly no, no, different, no. yeah. Uh, or like, oh, his his dad played guitar. Yeah, he's going to, no, it's it's not about that. And uh, the the only pressure that I feel is the pressure I really put on myself to, uh, sorry, mom, to not fuck this up.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Okay? Yeah. Because it's my dad's name and legacy on the line. It's, me building my legacy, uh, something to leave behind for my daughter, my mm. super girl, and, and all the men and women that are involved in this project, you know, it's a part of their legacy as well. You know, they're gonna leave a piece of this behind for their generations to come. So it's really all about, you know, paying homage to him yeah, and doing it properly. And respectfully, you know, because like I've said, I don't expect Ashton to, to sing, lead me on like my dad, or I'll take care of you like. Well, you know? of course, that would be ridiculous. You know? Yeah, <coughs> and it's, it's it's an insult to Ashton. It's it, as well as it would be to him. You know, what I want is for Ashton to give me Ashton's interpretation or right. Ashton's approach right. to uh, a Bobby Bland song, as well as Jerome Chisholm. You know, Jerome. It, the three guys that are singing on this record they individually sing their asses off because if they didn't they wouldn't be packing out uh, the various venues that they play at here in Memphis you know Ashton on Thursdays at B.B. Kings thanks for hiring me Uh, Jerome Chisholm uh, Monday, Tuesday Friday, Saturday at (laughs) B.B. Kings you don't sing be glad be glad Chris Stevenson who is uh, currently on stage right now with Free World you know all these uh, all these magnificent voices all, you know, doing their part to honor, you know my dad's signature voice.
0: Yeah, I, I think about like when like when the wallflowers came out and there, and there was that that early notion, oh, this Jacob Dylan kid, you know, he's thinking he's gonna do it as old. Yeah, and then you realize he's not. He's doing something vastly different. And the wallflowers is actually a cool act, you know, mm-hmm. some great music that came from came through all of that. indeed. You know,
3: And I realized how hard it was on you losing your dad. And then BB, wasn't BB two years later, who yeah. was your other dad?
4: And, and his words. Um, I grew up, you know, he was always good to me as a boy coming up. And um, as I got uh, a little bit older, you know, he uh, referred to himself as uncle. Uh, and then... Think it was I was about maybe nineteen, and uh, we were on the we were on the road. It was our uh, Easter run. My dad, BB, and the Manhattan's. So wow, what a <laughs> that's awesome! Yeah, God, that's, <laughs> that's so it, but, cool. So, that's huge. <laughs> quick story. Uh, <laughs> Good Friday would be. Uh, in Merivale, Indiana, at the Star Plaza Theater, yeah. RIP because it's not there anymore. And then Saturday, it would be two sets, two shows. So they would turn the house over, and then Sunday we'd be in Cleveland for a two-show, uh, three p.m. start. So Good Friday, I roll in, uh, walk past him. He's entertaining people after his set. Uh, hey, son, how you doing? Come say hi to your to your grandfather. three months earlier it was uncle
0: Um, (laughs) he gave himself a promotion i see right 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 (laughs) so like i'm like
4: grandfather i know i know you and blue are kind of neck and neck in age but like you know hey now so now here comes saturday i was getting ready to you know say hey mr king or hi mr king hey son how you doing Come say hi to your other father. You know, you're like my son. Yeah, You got two dads. You got blue and you got me. <laughs> so in my head, I'm... I'm, I'm I, I can see him saying that. <laughs> he, that's because he did. Uh, and so, like, I'm a little... I don't know if you know this about him, but I can be a little bit of a smart ass. So... Really?
0: <laughs> right? I know. That's, <laughs> that's why we're that's on about. the air right you're, now, you're
4: actually. Shocked, shocked, right? So, you know, when he when he hit me with... Uh, you know, you like my son, you I said, uh little tardy with some birthday love and <laughs> Christmas and whatnot, you know. Right? Oh, so wow. um, So 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 yeah. And my Richard Pryor was said that to myself. Uh, so I uh from that moment on I was about, you know, 19, 20 or whatever, and I just would always refer to him as as my second dad, my bonus dad. And um So, yeah, uh, my dad in June of 13 and BB in May of 15. And, you know, I'm already, you know, at that time I was nowhere near making peace with the fact that, you know, I held his hand and watched him expire, Mm
5: -hmm. you know,
4: held him, watched him go. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I knew, you know, he was in hospice. And then when I got that word, you know, before the media got in, uh, you know, it just, it, it tanked my whole day. And the uh, only thing I can think of was, you know, those two records together for the first time and together again live, 73, 76. So first thing I think I did is I, uh, I listened to both those records in their entirety, um, bawling, cry my eyes out. And um, and at that time, I, I, uh, like I think the next day I had to drive to Humboldt to watch my daughter graduate high school, so you know, while I should be oh, having another good emotions,
3: emotional event, so in your I life. should be
4: having good yes. emotions knowing that my my kids graduate high school, but you know, just the day before, like wow, he's gone too, and you know, uh, both of those men thought the world of my daughter Kayla, um, as do I, and um, so yeah. It, it, thirteen through about seventeen just was hit or miss uh, rough day at the office for me.
3: So so as you're playing live even now on stage, do you ever get the feeling that they're like with you right there listening and
4: hundred percent. I always yeah. feel the presence um, especially you know if I play BBs and like I might play you know a, a, a BB King song or a, one of my dad's songs or mm-hmm. yeah, in, in not really even having to play their music, you know, uh, something will trigger mm-hmm. the kind of feeling or that they're watching over me or that they're with me. Yeah. Or
3: Ooh, I'm getting chills when you're talking about it. Yeah,
4: it's, you know, for wow. here too. Uh, yeah. they're back there like, whispering in your ear, don't fuck this up, son. <laughs> well, the, the the voice would be, one would be, uh, <clears throat> all right, now, you work, you ain't no need of you going up there on stage because, you know, you, you take care of business. So obviously, you know that voice.
1: I know that voice. I also know that like he would not say anything and he would just like put his mic down and look at you. <laughs> like, yeah. He, up. he would like, he would, literally, <laughs> he, would, he would sit on a stool and he'd set his mic on his and he would just like look at you. Until you like made eye contact with him, and then you would know. You would know. <laughs> and then you would know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this, would, this would be one of those great segues if my illustrious brother Tony Coleman was uh, in ear hustling range because uh, he would love to chime in with you know his 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 blue anecdotes. But um, yeah, like Mark said, he'll either look at you or the tilt. Cock the, the eyebrow and give you the old head tilt. So, like you know, and, it, and well, if you didn't yep. know that you were not on your game, and my dad was the type that he'd hold the mic with his right hand and the cable with his left. Oh yeah, you get through. <laughs> he'd whip it. He'd <laughs> like, oh wow! Like, yeah, he
3: was like
4: my cable. And so there was a couple times where I like, is it me? it's gotta be me it's gotta be me so I, I would change what I was doing and then he'd look back at me what's your problem why are you messing up now right, right? so I'm like, so I, I'd have to like try to you know go Get back, back to what I was yeah. doing and so like uh, it'd be uh, he'd give like a, a sax over right you know when he was standing up he'd hold the mic for the sax player and uh, he'd look over me or if I was like not he uh-huh. also do the yeah, he like it had a shoulder shoulder checking. You. Like if he if he if he was ready to drop into uh, from drifting, yeah, or into drop drifting, into, drop into drifting from Stormy Monday, right? He would give you like you'd have like a second, and he would just go like not really even a second. But there were times like, and I know him so intimately on stage about, because I would study all of his stuff. I used to steal all the board recordings from the band leader, Joe Harden, or from whoever else that was recording the show, and I would just sit there and just soak it all in listening. And uh, so I would kind of know when he would you know, want to deviate from the normal plan or, or if he was like, okay, I did Sunday Morning Love, I did this, I did... Stormy Monday, and so you knew, after Stormy Monday, you knew drifting was coming,
5: mm-hmm. but
4: you never knew exactly when it was coming. It could be coming, uh, you know, with a, with, a, with a vocal cue, or it could come in after, like, uh, a guitar solo. Right. And even with a guitar solo, like, back in the day, the 70s, 80s, you yeah. know, that would lead into drifting because you'd pick up the tempo. And then sometimes he'd skip it. Man, and when he would skip it, He would get some looks, but those would be like... It's a two-way street at that point. From the the fans or... uh, I think my mom gave him a look. Bob, you didn't... (laughs) Uh, Well, I didn't... I wasn't feeling it tonight.
1: (laughs) My favorite thing is like, he would be like, well, this is my show, and I'm going to... Because people are constantly... Because, you know, he's got hundreds of songs that people love. sure. And, so, and uh, they were constantly calling out songs all night. And he's like, if you don't mind, I pick these songs that I like to do. <laughs> you mind if I play the songs that I want to do? The,
4: the, okay. The best, the best. <laughs> the best uh, I think you've heard this, um, that bootleg called Really the Blues. Mm-hmm. They doing doing That's the Way Love Is. Yeah, Everything was just moving, right? And, like, you know, he observes everything in the room. You think you might have got away with something, but you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so like there's this there's this live bootleg guy called Really the Blues, I think I sent it to you. Yeah. That's the way love is. Yeah. And a woman had walked in like uh, during the middle of the tune, and he just very politely got on her case hard. <laughs> oh wow! Like it was uh, you know that's the way love is. And right before he would do the the tag of Ain't nothing you can do, you just walked in. I see. I'm talking to you mama you just got here this evening <laughs> it's kind of cold outside but we do have in the horn the band's just vamping playing along their normal part we got a show going on you just come in here running your mouth distracting everything we got going uh, I thought I'd tell you about it but good evening so nice to have you out tonight and I'm like, I remember the first time we were like hanging out, like listening to that track, yeah. and you're like, "Wow!" And like, band didn't miss a step; they just kept you know, <laughs> just vamping. <And laughs> what so else were they like, gonna like, do, when, man? When the part where you know when you got a uh, headache, a headache powder, sugar, yeah, you know, They they went right into that, but the whole time I was just like, I'm giggling. <laughs> um, is that the track that I have here? That's the way love is. Yes. Can we can we play it? Please, you oh, have cool. to. Cause it, that sets up my it, Company's my story so real,
0: so nice. Well, well, I tell you what, let's play it now, and I'm going to go ahead and uh, I got some spots I got to play for that. And give me another tune off the album. Uh,
4: uh, how about Ashton Ryker's uh, take on Saint James Infirmary?
0: Saint James Infirmary. All right, that's coming up out of the break. So, uh, so here we go. We're going to play this uh, Bobby Blue Band. Uh, that's the way love is from the bootleg.
4: Yes, uh, really, the blues. It's out of print, actually.
0: Well, how awesome is that? So you'll hear it here, and then up out of the break, it is St. James's Infirmary. So there you go. Uh, We'll be back. Here it is Bobby Blue Bland. Go Members Only Band. Hi,
1: this is Reverend Oma from The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com.
0: Know that feeling?
1: Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new
0: career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radioland with Rick Cheddar. uh, Your brother's on the phone. Is he? He is now. Hey, Tony. Hey. Hey, um. y'all. Hey. Can
4: you hear
0: me? How's it going, Tony?
4: Going good. First of all, I want to apologize for not making this man. I, this was so important to me to get on here and tell y'all about this man. Uh oh! Hey, hey, we got a uh, you got to censor because I I get the feeling there's gonna be some things said out. Now nah, really... you speak your mind, Tony. Damn it! Don't do that. To, oh wait, here comes Mark. First Franklin. of all, first of all, congratulations on making our proud of. Our father proud of, of, of him for this record. It's, it's beautiful. I love it.
2: Uh, I think everybody should go out and get it because it's really the first true,
4: real record to honor Bobby Blue Bland since he's passed.
0: For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radio Land. There you go. You heard what's coming up uh next week. It's part two. Hey, it's real it's real simple. When another voice joins the show. Uh there there is that. So uh so 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 there you go. Uh about to get on out of here before I do, I want to remind you all, <clears throat> if you've not done so, please go get the vaccine for the COVID nineteen. The, the excuses are running way thin, man um because of the fact that there are so many people that are not vaccinated and that are having to deal with the Delta variant of this of this illness it's going to force this country back into a lockdown I, I you know that's a guess but they're leaning toward that you you were you were happy to get rid of the masks well guess what you're going to be putting back on your face you got another mask that's coming your way And that's including the vaccinated, because here's what happens. If you're fully vaccinated and you come in contact with the COVID-19 Delta variant virus, you will probably not get sick. But you can still carry that to somebody who is not vaccinated. And then they wind up in the hospital because they were too stupid to get their own shot. And I'm going to say it just like that. You know, it's almost as if those that are unvaccinated deserve to have what's happening to them. I hate to be like that but because of the unvaccinated for whatever stupid reason they have up there in their head about this whole thing i have to i have to like go back to the way it was this is why we can't have nice things let me put it into perspective for you the county in which memphis lives in is shelby county which is basically the entire city there's about a million people here okay population of about a million Up to right about now, there's a little over 360,000 people that are fully vaccinated. So about a third, about a third. If if you were to carry that across this country nationwide, that would be pretty sad. Now I know other communities are a lot more heavily vaccinated than others, but that's what's happening here, and this is a problem. You know, do your research. You're not. There's no microchips. It's bullshit. This hoax, this anti-vaxxer stuff, is bullshit. I'll tell you, I, I, I see it every day. An anti-vaxxer, formerly anti-vaxxer, a former hoax v- uh, virus thing. It's just not real. It's the Chinese virus says it's, it's just the way to keep the man down, blah, blah, blah. You know what's happening to them? They're getting sick and they're dying. The Delta variant is the real deal. You don't want to fuck with it. I can tell you this. You just don't want to screw with it. It's bad enough. We got monkeypox on the horizon which is just fun to say, but I know it's not fun to have. (laughs) Maybe perhaps we'll chat about that next time. But the COVID-19 is the threat that everybody's facing right now. Go get your vaccine. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's it. You heard what's coming up next time. I'm out of here. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And uh, for God's sake, stop shooting each other, okay? I'm Rick Cheddar, and this has been From Radioland.